0: This morning we are starting a series on the parables as they are found in the book of Matthew and so we are starting with the first parable we find there which can be found in Matthew chapter 13. <clears throat> Matthew 13 verses 1 to 23. <clears throat> That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am an incredibly bad gardener. I have many, many dreams of being a good gardener. They never quite seem to come to fruition, pun intended. Really, no one got that pun? Fruition? Gardening? I thought it was clever. Okay. (laughs) My parents have an amazing garden, and I am living proof that gardening genes are not necessarily inherited. I forget to deadhead petunias. I plant what turn out to be large bushes in very small pots. I don't water enough. I overwater. And this year I just couldn't be bothered trying to protect my planters from the squirrels that jumped into my balcony and reveled in digging through the soil in those planters, exposing all of the roots. I had five beautiful plants on my balcony in May. Two weeks ago I threw their dried up shriveled remains in the trash. Gardening is not my strong suit. And I am very willing to own that fact, to take the blame for my failed gardening attempts. And the squirrels. They can take some of the guilt too. But I can't blame bad weather conditions or unfertile soil or damaged seedlings. It's, it's just me and my terribly, horrifyingly non-green thumb. In our passage today, some gardening goes awry. We are beginning this series on parables in Matthew, short stories that Jesus tells the people as he does life with them. In many of these stories, as we can see, Jesus tells the people something about the kingdom of heaven. But today's story, the first parable recorded in Matthew, is more of an introduction to the parables and how we are to listen to these stories Jesus tells Using a story of seed and soil, Jesus shows us and then calls us into faithful listening of the word. So there's a man out sowing some seed. Some seed falls on a path and is devoured by birds. Some of the seed falls on rocky ground. It springs up immediately, but without deep roots withers in the first dry spell. Other seeds fall among thorns, and once sprouted, the thorns surround and choke the plants, but some seed falls in good soil, thrives, and produces fruit. Now Jesus doesn't always give an explanation to his parables, but rather helpfully he does in this case. After an aside to his disciples that we'll come back to in a minute, Jesus explains what his parable means. And the gist of it is this. The seed being thrown is the word of God. And the soils are those who hear this word. All with different degrees of receptivity to the word. And I want to say this right off the bat. These soils in this story represent unbelievers and believers alike. I think it's easy and tempting for us to read this story and say, you know, this is a story about people who have never heard the gospel, who don't know anything about God's story. And this is about what they do when they hear this story for the very first time. So this really has nothing to do with me. But Matthew's gospel, like all of the gospels, is a record of the acts and teachings of Jesus written and preached to the early church. The first hearers of this story are those who knew Jesus quite well. They ate, slept, and traveled with Jesus. And the first readers of this story were those who believed Jesus died and rose again. They were Christians. This story was recorded and preached to people who called themselves followers of Jesus. And so we, too, then, must read this story as a story about ourselves and our own degrees in which we receive the word, our own willingness to understand. So we start with the first soil. The sower first sows on a footpath. And so this is soil whose purpose in life, whose function is not to receive seed, but to receive feet. This soil is not oriented. Their telos is not towards receiving seeds. And so Jesus says, it's like the person who hears the word of God, but doesn't understand it. And so the evil one snatches it away. Now, that may seem a little harsh to us at first. It's not someone's fault if they don't understand something. But Matthew uses this word understand a lot in this parable and in his gospel. And by it, he doesn't just mean that someone can make sense of something. Rather, to understand something is literally to stand under that thing, to let it shape and guide, to understand God's word as Matthew uses it, is to embrace God's word, is to make God's word our own. And a lot of the time, I think we'd prefer not to understand. It's a lot more comfortable sometimes to pretend as if we don't know or to ignore what God's word is calling us into. Then we can just go do what we want, what feels good, what's easy. So we orient ourselves away from God's word. We don't listen. We don't pay attention. We don't give any time to studying what God's word says. We don't hear because we don't want to hear. And so we let the evil one snatch God's word out of our hearts and ears. That's the first soil. With the second soil, the seed at least gets planted. But it's planted in shallow soil. And this is characteristic of a lot of soil that you would find in Palestine. There are these thin layers of soil across thick limestone that sits immediately underneath. And so with a rain like dew, this top layer of soil becomes quite nutritious so that seeds that are planted sprout seemingly overnight. But with just one hot, scorching day, that dirt dries up and the vegetation withers and dies. And Jesus likens this soil to a person who hears the word and receives it joyfully. They have a momentous conversion experience or they're deeply convicted of something. And it looks by all accounts like their lives have profoundly changed. They are on fire for Jesus, but their, their roots only go so deep in God's word. They rely for their faith just on this one experience, on this one encounter with the word. And then when they are inevitably confronted with pressure to conform to the ways of the world, or they discover the discomfort of looking foolish in the eyes of the world, they're quick to jump ship reverting back to old ways, losing their passion and dedication to a life of following Jesus. That's the second soil. The third soil gets the plant still a little further along. This seed sprouts and does develop roots. This plant has some staying power. But there are also thorns growing around these plants, and the thorns eventually overtake and choke these plants, And this soil, says Jesus, is a person who hears the word and is fairly committed to the word, but who is listening to the word of God with one ear and the words of the world with the other. To the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the word. I would imagine that for a lot of us, This is the type of soil that we might most tend to be like. We spend time with God's Word. We want to be faithful. We want to live fruitful lives. But sometimes our hearts are divided. Because we're also keenly aware that life is hard, and it is messy, and it is complicated, and our newspapers are filled with story after story after story of despair and heartache. And that creates in us an anxiety, a desperation, a desire to be in control, to master this difficult, heartbreaking life so we can prevent such heartbreak from happening to us and so our lives end up being driven not by faith in god's word but by fear of this world and a deep desire to stay ahead of things and maybe for some of us it it isn't despair that's propelling our actions but the opposite the notion of human progress and achievement, the belief in our own ability to succeed, our own false optimism that if we just have enough money, if we just gain enough of a following, if we just innovate enough, we will be happy, we will be in control, we will lead meaningful and purpose-filled lives. And so we, we stand before the word of God and we do listen and seek whatever is within it. But flanking that word, standing on either side, are life's anxieties and life's ambitions. And easily and often, the word becomes dwarfed by these concerns. And the promises that God extends to us in his word, the assurance he extends, and the call he extends, are choked out and forgotten. That's the third soil. Finally, we come to the fourth soil. The seed falls on good soil and so produces a crop. It is fruitful. It yields 160 or 30 times what was sown. And this soil, says Jesus, is simply someone who hears the word and understands it. That's it. He doesn't lay out any instructions for what our devotional life should look like, how much time we should spend reading scripture, what kinds of prayers should bookend our scripture reading. Just simply says, hear the word and understand. And we already know that Matthew uses this word, understand, to mean to embrace, to make one's own, to let guide and direct all of life. And so this is the call that Jesus extends. Theologian Dale Bruner writes, being a fruitful Christian is not complicated. All a disciple needs to do is to receive, to understand the word and let it be what it is. The word of God. The simple reception of the word makes one fruitful. We just need to receive. Because at the end of the day, it's not the soil that produces fruit, it's the seed. It's not our lives and all of the things we do or don't do that will produce spiritual fruit. It's the word of God alive in us. And so what's really important in this reading of this parable is the side conversation that Jesus has with his disciples in the middle of it. The disciples ask Jesus, why do you tell parables? Why do you speak in what seem like riddles to these people? To which Jesus replies with a rather cryptic and a rather harsh-sounding response. He says, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. These are the people who fulfill the words of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding, ever seeing, but never perceiving. That is a really difficult paragraph. If we take Jesus at his word, which we should, then it seems like there are some people to whom God gives and reveals his word, and there are some to whom he does not. There are some who are called into life with Jesus, and some who are not. There are some whose hearts God opens, and some whose hearts are closed. This paragraph elicits questions of predestination and free will and providence and the sovereignty of God. And I cannot answer all of those questions in one, let alone a lifetime, of sermons. But what we need to take away from this text, the one thing we can try to understand from that complicated paragraph in order to understand this parable is this, that the word and our ability to receive and understand the word is a gift. This is the parable of the sower, not the parable of the soils. The active agent in this story is God. And it is his word that he gives us that bears fruit in our lives. And so if our lives bear fruit, it is not because we are master gardeners, but because God is the gardener. And the Spirit of God has nourished and tilled our souls, preparing us to receive the word, to accept the word, to make it our own, to stand under the word, to submit our whole lives to delighting in and following the word of God. And of course, in the great mystery of faith, the mystery that is free will and God's sovereignty, there are two sides to the coin. God is at work in us. Will we respond in faith? Will we open ourselves up and let the Spirit tend our souls? Or will we be closed off? Will the soil of our lives be hardened like a footpath? Or shallow? Or filled with competing voices that choke off the word of God? Do we desire to be good soil? Do we want to listen, to really listen, to pay attention to the word of God? If we do, if we desire to hear and to submit and to stand under, then God will cause our lives to bear fruit. In verse 23, when Jesus says that the good soil is someone who hears the word and understands it, there's a tiny little word in the Greek text that makes a big difference. It's just the word de, D-E. And it's a word of emphasis. It strengthens the point of the verb. And so it turns the sentence into this. The seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it which, of course, leads to fruit-bearing. Which, of course, leads to fruit-bearing. Ours is to hear, is to come towards the word of God, is to listen, to really listen, to seek to understand the word of God. And that word, then, does the rest. And so for the next few weeks and All of life, as we listen to the stories that Jesus tells. Stories that seem at once very accessible everyday and ordinary, but also a little perplexing or surprising. Jesus calls us to really listen, to pay attention, to see with seek with every fiber of our being to understand what He is saying about the kingdom of heaven. Trusting that as we listen, God, through his word, is doing something in us. Is already bringing about that kingdom through us. And so to help us remember this summons, to tend to the word of God, just as God tends to our souls, we are inviting you, the best and the worst gardeners among us, to tend to some seeds. In a basket on the info center in the back are these little pieces of seed paper with a castle representing the kingdom of God. And so we invite you to take one of these pieces of seed paper... And to find some soil and make sure that it's good soil and bury the whole piece of paper. Water it, care for it, and watch as this seed paper turns into something beautiful. And as you care for your plants, remember that God cares for you, is tending you, is planting his word deep within you, causing it to bear fruit. He simply invites us to open our hearts to what he is doing within us and to stand under his word that he might tell stories of the kingdom through us. Do you pray with me? And so creating, cultivating God, stir up our hearts to receive your word. Lead us to stand under your story, a story of comfort, of challenge, of faithfulness, of calling, the story of the kingdom that is coming and that is here now. God, tell your story through us, that people might come to know you, that the seed planted in us might bear fruit. May we hear, may we truly hear the word you are speaking to us, calling us into your kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.